cliffcentral.com Saleho Tsati is standing in for Anthea today. Anthea is half Iron Manning, Iron Manning in general. Yes. Supporting someone at Iron Man. And traveling, working. She's a busy woman, as we know. You know what? She does work hard for her money. So, Saleho, what's happening in the money this week? Yes, so I thought we could just have a quick recap on what's happened in August uh, on the JSC Mm -hmm. Because it's been interesting that we've had some very large companies, large stocks that have had really large uh, moves Particularly one day moves, so there's been a lot of volatility So if we just look down the list, all of these companies have had share price declines of around 10% Or in some cases much more, 20% um, in August We're looking at SAPI ShopRite, Naspers, Libstar, Tiger Brands, Blue Label, and, and finally MTN. So these are all your kind of big banker shares as well. Like you go for these guys. Yeah, ex- exactly. As a, you know, banks tend to, there's lots of fees to be made out of, yeah. um, uh, being investment banks for these companies. And it's really MTN that I want to focus on first because they were probably the biggest story of last week. So on Thursday, they dropped about 19%. And oh. the share price is now at levels not seen since the great financial crisis around 2009. Oh. So what happened? It's essentially, it centers around their business in Nigeria. So the Central Bank of Nigeria. Well, maybe to take a step back, to repatriate funds from Nigeria, you first need to prove that the funds were brought in. And you do this through what's called a CCI. Mm-hmm. And the Central Bank of Nigeria is essentially alleging that this didn't happen. And so they are asking MTN to refund or pay back about $8.1 billion, which is obviously a stunning sum of money. Uh, to put that into context, MTN's entire market cap, so not just for Nigeria, but the whole business, is about $11.4 billion after this share price decline. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's about 70% of the entire business, which is you know quite mind-boggling. I'm just seeing the lawyers queuing up here. <laughs> yeah, it's, it'll, it'll be a field day for them. Um, so I, I think the one interesting thing is the share price decline of about 19 20% uh, on Thursday Roughly matches the value of Nigeria to MTN. So Nigeria is about 20 or 23% of, of MTN's value. And that roughly matches how much the share price declined by. So you could read that as investors saying, we're just going to write off the value of MTN mm. Nigeria. And at this point, we're going to look at the rest of the business. Interesting. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely one that you see MTN have come out quite strongly and are saying they're going to fight this. Uh, they had a, but this isn't the first time they've had troubles in Nigeria, right? There was that whole thing about those SIM cards not being cancelled or or fikid or rikid or something. Yes, exactly. In 2015, yeah, and, that was a huge scandal. And there was a, a, a Nigeria asked for a very large fine, about a billion dollars in that case, and in that case, it was settled. It consensus or. Early thinking here is that because there are other parties involved, so there are banks involved, and all of these third parties are denying this or saying they're going to fight this, it looks like in this case there might not be a settlement. Maybe MTN is feeling that they're going to Actually, fight this. Yeah, this pretty witness. Yeah. But, I mean, when you're going up against the government um, in Nigeria, it's always going to be a – it's difficult also, battle. It's also under their jurisdiction, essentially. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I mean, you, it's kind of, you're playing the kid who has the ball. He can just take it home if he wants. And no one likes that kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, sticking to MTN, MTN is down 19%? Yes, yes. Uh, so, we'll, I mean, as we said, it's back at GFC levels. Um, it did have a bit of a bounce on Friday. It was up about 2.8%, but nothing significant. Hmm.
Then we had Tencent dropping about 5% at the end of last week. And that was after the Chinese government, through the Ministry of Education, they announced that they're going to curb the amount of playing time that the youth spends on video games or online games. And they're also going to curb the amount of new releases of games by gaming companies. I get curbing new releases. How are they planning on curbing how many hours kids it's, it's in China? China. So yeah, they said that it happens. Jeez, guys, China is living in 2036 while we are still in 2018. <laughs> you know, if, if China says you'll have one child, you will yeah. not have a second child. This game thing will be a breeze for them. It, it is Jeez. very draconian, but. I mean, we have seen the U.S., um, Australia, other um, Western countries have looked at the issue of video game addiction. And I'm sure we all know someone, usually younger, sometimes mm. older, who's got an issue with video games. Video games. I mean, I do think sure. it is a, a, a real thing. But in this case, they're citing the fact that they believe um, an increase in nearsightedness is linked to the amount ah. of uh, video game playing. So it's not necess- it's not only or uh, necessarily just um, addiction that they're targeting now. You're actually becoming less humanly capable of things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's affecting your abilities. Um, and of course, Naspers, uh, the biggest stock in the JSE, is um, they own about thirty percent or thirty-one percent of Tencent, and so Naspers is down nine percent since Thursday or since Wednesday's close. Uh, primarily due to this, the, the an announcement or introduction of these new uh, yeah. restrictions. So it is a case of if China sneezes, the rest of the world catches the flu. Definitely. Yeah. Nice. Definitely. Yeah. So good, good analogy there. <laughs> See, a month after this this morning. <laughs> so 10 cent dropped, right? And 50 cent also dropped, but that was the last tune that he did was in April. <laughs> So I just thought I'd add to the conversation, yes, but yeah, I yeah. do good. That, that, you're right on point. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I love when we're all on the same page when it comes to finance this morning. <laughs> Staying local, local, we had uh, Mr. Price giving us a trading statement for the first four months of their financial year. So that's May to August. They said that they grew sales about 6.5% for the entire group which is decent given the fact that South African-faced companies have really struggled uh, this year, and we've seen that in the numbers. Um, it was really driven by the apparel business, which grew close to 7 8%, and then the home business also grew at a similar pace. The only problem for, MTD, for, sorry, for Mr. Price, I would say, is that it's trading at roughly a 20 times PE, which is a Relatively lofty multiple if it's going to grow at 6 or 7% into perpetuity or mm. over the long term. But I suppose you could interpret the current share price as investors saying, I think that the South African economy is going to bounce back, perhaps not as soon as we first thought, but it will. And when that happens, retailers like Mr. Price are perfectly placed to take yeah. advantage of that. Is there any more about, you know, um, H&M, they had to have like a huge sell-off of a whole bunch of products. Yes. Uh, Anthony brought up a story. See, it was a, how, like, a staggering amount, like value of clothes I just basically got to just try to get rid of. I can't remember what but, it like, was. But like something that would essentially have a bit of an effect on Mr. Price, right? So, yes. My understanding with H&M is that's, that's a multi-year issue of um, excess stock. And right. it's partially driven by them really being affected by the rise of online. So they haven't mm. adapted as quickly as some of the Inditex, for example, which owns Zara, has been much better at um, coming to terms with online and having a good strategy. Oh, okay. 
All right. And then uh, we spoke about Apple before you sat down here. What's uh, what's what's your take with how these new products are going to affect things? Well, I think it's fascinating because, I mean, Apple obviously is the, the luxury part of the smartphone market. Their average selling price is around $800, and you have phones now coming out at $300 with, in some cases, relatively similar yep. capabilities. Uh, and so the way Apple's really succeeded is they've positioned themselves as that premium product, and they just at this point they're not growing the units or the amounts of iPhones that they're selling. It's just the average selling price. And so with the introduction of most recently the iPhone X at a thousand dollars, people are willing to pay up. Um, you could argue it's for the brand or it's for the sure exactly what it the, is. And the, I think the innovation. They unashamedly say so. Yeah, yeah, and and we're all willing to pay up for it. So um, it it seems with this new this new launch and the introduction of the new iPhones that that top end of the pricing range might get extended even more. Well, you know what's going to happen. They're basically going to give you the iPhone X X <laughs> XL. It'll be an inch bigger, and you need to have I mean, it. Of and, course, and they'll be like, oh, the Apple fans will be like, oh, they think of everything. Yeah, it's, all, all I wanted was just a slightly bigger screen for the same product. Innovation at its best. Yeah. Look at them. <laughs> so, so three new models are expected to hit the market. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then finally, Amazon is heading towards one trillion dollars yeah yeah so we had apple hitting a trillion dollars recently and they've actually added another 100 billion since then so they had roughly 1.1 trillion and now we have amazon at just let that sink in for i know it's it's, especially when you compare it to the companies we have in the jsc it's quite mind-boggling and now we have amazon at about 980 billion dollars so they need to move two percent higher this week to reach a trillion dollars They've been under quite a bit of attack from different political sources. We've had Bernie Sanders attacking them for allegedly not not paying enough wage, in his opinion. Is Bernie still going? Still going on on Twitter. I thought Uh, thought Hillary snuffed him out. Still going strong, yeah. And we have uh, President Trump also attacking Amazon on Twitter, perhaps for more personal reasons. Um, Why, because his delivery (laughs) arrived late. (laughs) (laughs) That and and the fact that... uh, Mr. Bezos owns the Washington Post, which has sometimes been critical of ah. his, his presidency. Um, but it's, it's just astonishing that, um, I guess the rate at which these technology companies have, have been able to attack some of these markets. I mean, we have Facebook and Alphabet, which owns Google, attacking the online advertising market, uh, the likes of Amazon attacking the retail market. And it's just showing in these market cap appreciation numbers. Yeah, that Bezos is, is pretty rich, huh? He owns what, 16% of Amazon? Yeah, it comes to about $160 billion. So quite simply, when, when you see Amazon getting to a, a trillion, he's 16% of that trillion. Yeah, it won't be a bad day for him. Uh, it, it hasn't been far a- from it. <laughs> but I always find it so funny with guys like Jeff Bezos. There'll be a head- headline saying, Bezos loses $100 million. And it's like the share price literally just went, uh-huh. Yeah. And, and the next day, Bezos makes two billion billion <laughs> billions of dollars yeah. <laughs> we have no sympathy for these people look they've worked hard they yeah, deserve sure. it but don't think we're going to feel bad for you really i, I think he's doing okay mm. yeah i'll be right yeah, so little, um yeah, yeah wait, wait sorry hang on hang on <laughs> Uh, uh, uh. Outro music. Outro music. So they are. Thanks for coming through. From it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Sending in for Anthea today.
Cliffcentral.com